Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone. It is the NFL Week 13 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. And yes, it might be a day late this week, but if you thought a 6-9-1 record last week was going to make me stop my road to 272 bets, you would be incorrect. If you thought Daisy climbing all over my desk every time that I try to record would keep me from coming back week after week, you would be incorrect. If you thought the fact that I'm staring down my first ever losing season in the NFL would make me stop my journey to betting on every single game, you would be wrong. If you thought me being sick for six straight days was going to keep me from recording this podcast, you would be wrong, my friend. We have six weeks left of the NFL season, and I fully intend to getting back to being profitable. I'm sitting at 85, 88, and 7 for minus 6.88 units, but I don't care. The week 13 episode of the Bacon Best Podcast starts now. Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Utility man. All right, as I mentioned. Heading into this last week, I finished 6, 9, and 1, minus 2.36 units. Good news uh, is that I hit uh, two Moneyline underdog picks on both the Jaguars over the Ravens and Steelers over the Colts. Bad news, I had, once again, bad beats. It feels like uh, every single week this season I got two to three bad beats. The Giants coming back to backdoor cover against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. 
uh, just about broke me. Uh, but here we are. We're back. I'm not going to dwell on the past. It is a new week. It is week 13. I'm sitting at 85, 88, and 7 for minus 6.88 units. I will get back to being profitable. I fully intend on doing that. Thursday night football, Bills, Patriots. Taking the Bills minus 4.5, minus 112 here. And I will say, recording this Wednesday night, I had something to come up I had to take care of on Tuesday night, so I'm a little bit late here. And I locked, uh, I usually lock in all my bets on Monday night. So the lines have changed for some games. I will let you know the ones that have. And if they have, then I will let you know if I would bet it at the new number. This is actually one that has moved against me. It's that down to minus four. I even think you can get the Bills in minus three and a half at some spots. Uh, but I like the Bills here. I think it's time to buy low on the Bills after being disappointing in recent weeks. And this is something that I try to remind myself and I try to remind my listeners about this that the NFL season, because there's only one game a week, our opinions, we hold like the last few weeks in higher regard. Um, because, I mean, talking about the Bills, yeah, they're probably on a bad stretch for what, the last four weeks now? But that's four games. Uh, teams in every other sport will go on bad stretches of games, but a, a, four, a bad four-game stretch like in the NBA lasts like, what, 10, 12 days? We forget about it pretty quick when they play every second at night, every third night. It's hard to forget that when they're playing only once a week. It was only, what, six weeks ago they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, who are now the Super Bowl favorites, in Arrowhead. The week before that they beat the Steelers by 35 points. They beat the Ravens the week before that. They beat the Packers by 10 points. Yeah, a little bit of a rough stretch here, even though they've won their last two games, but people are jumping off the Bills bandwagon. Uh, I am not. Now, if their stats were bad over that stretch, and all, if all of a sudden their yards per play and opponent yards per play fell off a cliff, then I'd be worried. But I'm not worried. They're fine. Their stats are dipping a little bit, but not enough, I think, for a cause for concern. Uh, still second in the NFL in yards per play. Well above the Patriots, who rank 17th in yards per play. Uh, Patriots offense looked good last week against the Vikings, but uh, anytime they've had to play a competent defense this season, uh, they have not looked good. Uh, I mean, their two games against the Jets, their offense did not look good whatsoever. Um, and I, actually, they've only played uh, three, ga three games against teams who rank in the top 10 in the NFL in opponent yards per play. The Jets twice and the Colts once. Uh, and they only averaged 262 yards per game uh, just overall offensive yards per game in those three games. So when they play a bad defense, or a good defense, sorry, they struggle. And the Bills are obviously a very good defense, and they're starting to get healthy here. So as long as Josh Allen stops throwing interceptions in the end zone, that would be nice of him to do. Uh, I'll take the Bills here. So I got Bills minus 4.5. It's down to 4. I got him at 4.5 minus 112. Moving on to Sunday slate. It's the Titans and the Eagles. Um, I'm, I, I'm a Titans guy now. I was finally on them two weeks ago, or I guess three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I went against them last week. I went against them again. But I'm kind of back on the Titans train. I got them plus five and a half. The line is still at that number against the Eagles here. I've said this about the Eagles. They are still a very good team, but there have been some holes exploited on this Eagles team. Now, I haven't seen if Jordan Davis is back. Um, if he is, then I might not like... Let me see if I can find this. I should have looked this up. But he, he there's no announcement. Uh, the latest 34 minutes go one step closer to returning. That doesn't sound to me... Uh, like he's playing this weekend. The reason why I'm saying that is because the Eagles can't stop the run. And Jordan Davis is a big part of them stopping the run. Um, 
And now they take on the Titans, who we all know. Obviously, the Titans' entire offense revolves around running the football. Derrick Henry's probably going to have a pretty good game. I will, I will say I was wrong about one thing. Actually, lo- let me look up stats here. If there's nothing else, I am uh, an honest fella. I will admit when I'm wrong about things, and I might have been wrong about Derrick Henry taking a significant step back this year. He's playing all right. Uh, you know what? Statistically, he has, though. If you look at yards per carry, he's gone 5.4 two, three years ago, 4.3 last year, down to 4.2 this year. So, But he still is doing a fine job. Uh, they're feeding him the rock. He's doing enough at a lot of times. And against this Eagles defense, which allowed the Packers to run for five yards per carry on them last year or last week, uh, I think Derrick Henry is probably going to have a big game uh, here, too. And uh, I called the Titans frauds. You all know this. I called the Titans frauds all, all season last year. I call them frauds at the beginning of this year, but they are playing better in recent weeks, to be completely fair. Uh, and all throughout the season, they've been first in one key category, and that's third down defense. Uh, teams are only converting 30.67% of third down tries against them. That's significant. If you can force your the opposing offense off the field and into punting situations, that is massive. They're also great in the red zone, eighth in red zone defense. They can run the ball if they can play good on third down on defense. If they can play good in the red zone on defense, that's going to go a long way. So I'll take Titans plus five and a half, minus one ten against the Eagles. Packers Bears. This is one line that has moved uh, in my favor here. I got the Packers minus three, minus one ten against the Bears. Uh, I'm guessing it was that line that at that line because we didn't know the quarterback situation. It looks like Aaron Rodgers is playing. I, I, I would guess Justin Fields is not going to play. That line has now moved up to minus 4.5. It might move up even more. Um, at minus 4.5 right now, I'd probably still take the Packers. Because like I said, I, I have a feeling Justin Fields is not going to play. And the Bears with Trevor Simeon uh, are going to be terrible. So I like the Packers to win in cover um, in this game. I mean, if you look at overall these two teams, I know the Packers have not been winning games. They have looked bad. But 15th in net yards per play. Bears ranked 25th, uh, and then each over each team's last three games, uh, the Bears have been one of the worst defense in the entire NFL, 29th in opponent yards per play. Mike White in the New York Jets, who I'll talk about in a little bit, got 7.5 yards per play against them, just torched the Bears. Uh, so Packers defense is better, Packers offense is better than the Bears offense when Justin Fields not playing. Um, so I like the Packers, I got them a minus three. I like them up to minus six. Uh, if, if for some reason they announce Trevor Simeon's a starter and explodes above the magic number of seven, then I'd back the Bears probably. Uh, but anywhere between three and seven, um, and uh, then I like the Packers. If Justin Fields starts, it kind of depends. So I don't know. Uh, if, if Justin Fields starts, if the number is the same, I still like the Packers. If it, I would expect the number to come back down to three if Justin Fields starts. Actually, if it stays at four and a half and Justin Fields starts, I kind of like the Bears. Regardless, that's all to say. I'm on Packers minus three, minus 110. If the line changes and there's breaking news and you're trying to figure out a pick for the game, send me a DM on Twitter and I'll give you my updated pick. But my bet right now is locked in Packers minus three, minus 110. Jaguars, Lions. Um, I did complain about some bad beats earlier this past week. Uh, I did have one good beat. That was the Jaguars coming back. On the Ravens, looked like they were dead in the water a couple different times. Came all the way back, uh, tied, well, scored what looked like the tying touchdown. But then Doug Peterson, big balls. Doug Peterson went for two for the win. Uh, the way my luck was going, I thought for sure there was no chance they were going to get it, but they got it. Uh, so that was a good beat that went in my direction. 
I think they're, what, plus 175, I think, against uh, the Ravens last week. So that was big. A uh, couple underdog money line picks. Uh, certainly helps when you go 6-9-1. I still obviously lost units, but not as much as I would have if I would have just went spread uh, with uh, the Jaguars and the Steelers. But I like the Jaguars once again. Uh, and I had to take with the Jaguars on daily bet slip on Monday this week that I actually kind of believe, and if you didn't hear it, I'll let you know what it is here. I think whatever team wins against the Jaguars and Lions this week, I think makes the playoffs. I think the Jaguars can catch the Titans. The Titans have a bit of a tough schedule to close out, and the Jaguars have two games against the Titans. I think the Jaguars can win the AFC South if they win this game, and if the Lions win this game, I think they can make a wildcard spot because... The Giants and Commanders have tough closing schedules. Lions sit three games behind them. Actually, I think the Giants have the toughest schedule left uh, in the NFL. And all the Lions need to do is tie them. If the Lions ha- are tied with either the Giants or Commanders for the last wildcard spot when the season's over, the Lions get in on the tiebreaker because the Lions beat both of them. They beat both the Commanders and the Giants this season, which gives them the head-to-head tiebreaker. So you heard it here first. Uh, and if you want to bet on it, I think it's like plus 600 for the Jaguars, plus 770 for the Lions. I think whoever wins this game is going to make the playoffs. Uh, and in this game, I am going to take the Jaguars. Uh, the two offenses are pretty similar in a lot of areas here. Um, the J- Jacksonville offense has been better over a little bit of a more recent stretch. The Lions have a little bit better numbers when you look at season-long numbers. But the big difference in this game are each team's defense. 21st in opponent yards per play. The Jaguars are, the Lions are dead last in opponent yards per play. Their defense, we all know this, the worst defense in the NFL. 32nd in third down defense, 28th in red zone defense. And those are the two areas that uh, the Jacksonville offense should be able to exploit. So Jaguars might get a little hot here. Uh, I got the minus 102. It's basically up to a pick em now. Um, I don't think it's going to move too much unless we get breaking news. So whatever the line's at, I like the Jaguars there in that one. Browns, Texans, I don't have stats to back this one up. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans. I got Texans plus 7, minus 105 here. Because obviously this the big news this week is Deshaun Watson coming back. I'm not convinced that Deshaun Watson is going to step on the field and immediately look like his old self. He hasn't played in a regular season game since 2020. Almost two full years since he's played in a regular season game. We've seen, and this year was a great example of it, we've seen quarterbacks who don't play in the preseason look rusty to start the year. Now, how about didn't play at all last season, played a few snaps in the preseason this year, and then didn't play for 12 weeks and just joined his team on the practice field two weeks ago. If any player is going to be rusty, it's going to be Deshaun Watson. Now, with that being said, uh, that uh, that was my conclusion when I placed this bet, but since then... I've seen a lot of Twitter betters that I have zero respect for giving out the Texans plus seven. Uh, they probably gave out the pick after begging for 500 retweets. And that was the reason because I think Deshaun Watson's going to be rusty. So uh, I apparently am on the same page as everyone I hate on sports betting Twitter. So that makes me a little bit nervous. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I need to see I need to see what we get from Deshaun Watson. I'd probably, I'd probably lay the seven if J- Jacoby Brissett was playing again this week because the Texans stink. Uh, but I don't know. Deshaun Watson didn't look good in the preseason either, by the way. People remember that. So I'll take the seven points and just kind of see what happens because who knows? Nobody really knows what's going to happen in this game. So I'll, I'll take the team getting seven points. Not a statistical breakdown, and I might feel and look very stupid by the end of the game, but it's what I, it's what I have to go with. So I'll take Texans plus seven, minus 105 against the Browns.
Next up, uh, Moneyline Underdog Alert. Moneyline Underdog Alert. Uh, it's time to back the New York Jets. It's time to jump on the New York Jets train. Plus 140 against the Minnesota Vikings uh, in this spot. And I do have to let you know, I do have to admit to you uh, that I bet on the Jets to win the Super Bowl at 70 to 1, and I bet on them to win the AFC. I think it's like 39 to 1 uh, this week. I know it's crazy. I know it's stupid. But I honestly do think people aren't giving the Jets the respect they deserve solely because they're the New York Jets. Oh, they're the Jets. They suck. They actually don't. Eighth in the NFL in net yards per play. And their defense is dominant. A top three defensive unit this season. There's no doubt about that anymore. And their quarterback, Mike White. Now, Mike White is not... The Mike White that we saw last week because he got to play against the Bears defense, which is probably the worst in the NFL right now. But if Mike White, he doesn't need to be that version of Mike White. All he needs to do is be a little bit better than Zach Wilson and not throw interceptions. And this team might go on a run. I know it sounds crazy. I know I'm going to probably look stupid with this. But I got to trust the numbers and their numbers are actually very good. And I'm going to take them to upset the Vikings because the Vikings are the biggest frauds in the NFL. I am sorry. I like the Vikings heading into the season. I actually will say that I think the Vikings are still a decent team. They do some things well. But they're 30th in the NFL in net yards per play. 30th. Net yards per play means something. It doesn't mean everything. There are other things you have to look at. A big reason why they have gotten to the record uh, the way they have is because they're third. It's either third or fourth in turnover margin. Uh, so they're doing a very good job of not turning the ball over and forcing turnovers, which is helping them in these one-score games. But their defense stinks. Second last in the NFL in opponent yards per play this season. Over their last three games, they're actually dead last in opponent yards per play. They're 26th in red zone defense, 28th in third down defense. Not a good defense. A terrible defense. I think the Jets are actually the much better team. I think they should be favored... In this game, I'll take the Jets plus 140. Now, Vikings fans, you hear me? You get mad at me when I say that. You call me a hater. I actually like the Vikings. I like the team. I love Justin Jefferson. I like Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins is a dweeb, but he's fine. Um, I, I'm not rooting against you, but I have to trust the numbers. Show me stats that 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 show me stats to say the Vikings are a good football team, and you can't come back and just say what the record is because that doesn't that's stupid i'm sorry maybe maybe this just means that they that that they're going to start playing up to their potential now like maybe this is a good thing maybe now they're going to start playing up to their potential and they're going to be unbeatable maybe but in this game i'll take jets plus 140 on the money line uh, another money line underdog here uh, i'm going uh against my land of falcons listen my falcons i i said it last week and i was, I was correct again uh, another bad beat ad last week. Falcons basically on the goal line to win the game and to cover. It couldn't get it. I have not been on the right side of a Falcons game, I think, since like week three or week four. So now with the Falcons, with the NFC South still somehow within grabbing distance of the Falcons, I'm now just going to bet against them because I'll lose my bet, but it means I will win. Uh, my my Falcons will win. And actually, I think uh, I, th- I think the game has turned into a pick em. Let me see if I can find the latest odds. I got the Steelers as a slight underdog in the money line. I got them plus 106. And I'm just looking at FanDuel right now. Uh, Steelers are actually 
minus one and a half point favorites, uh, but the money line odds are pick them. Um, so there you go. Uh, I like the Steelers regardless, though. Um, I, I was on the Steelers against the Colts. I think the Steelers are playing a little bit better football. Uh, I need, I need to start giving, like when I'm setting lines in Steelers games, I need to start giving them like one or two points just because of Mike Tomlin. Cause I actually think he's, I think he's the best coach in the NFL right now, to be honest. Um, so I got to give the Steelers credit for that. And Kenny Pickett has looked very good, uh, in, uh, in his last few games, he seems to be getting better every single week. Uh, and Atlanta's offensive line is going to get eight up by TJ Watt. That's not going to be good either. Um, the Steelers actually are very good at stopping the run. So that's how the Falcons get all their offensive yards. I think they have the second highest uh, rushing yards percentage in the NFL. And now they have to go against, up against a top 10 rush defense. The way to beat the Steelers is to do it through the air. Uh, I don't think they have the ability to do that. Um, so I'll take the Steelers to win. And I will be rooting for the Falcons. Don't get me wrong. I'll be happy if the Falcons win because... If the Falcons win this week and the Saints beat the Buccaneers on Monday Night Football, they are in sole possession of first place in the NFC South by half a game. I think they're on by, I think it's next week. If the Buccaneers win, they get they get that spot back because of the tiebreaker. But they're right there for the NFC South. They had to beat the Commanders. That was, that was, a, that was a tough pill to swallow them losing last week. But I digress. Ravens-Broncos. I'll take the Ravens minus eight. Uh, I'm officially done falling for the Broncos trap uh they got their asses kicked by the Panthers I can no longer trust them I will no longer be betting on them for the rest of the NFL season uh, but you know what that means the Broncos will cover this week there's no doubt in my mind the Broncos will cover now because I, I I have I'm one of the last people to jump off the ship of uh, the Broncos aren't going to win but they can cover or they can pull off an upset here their defense is good too good not to bet on no Russell Wilson fucking sucks Nathaniel Hackett fucking sucks. They're off. I've never seen an offense this bad before in my life with this good of a defense. Even the 2000 Ravens, which had a historically good defense and a bad offense that was led by Trent Dilfer, even that offense, at least they had a running back. Who was it, Jamal Lewis? The Broncos don't have anything. Their only weapon was a running back and he was hurt for the rest, for the rest of the year. And their second string running back fumbled so much that they had to release him. And also, the, uh, as good as the Broncos' defense is, their one potential weakness or one weakness that they have had is their ability to stop the run 19th, 19th in opponent yards per carry. We saw the Raiders the first time that they played the Broncos this year. They ran the ball down their throat. I think the Ravens can do the same. Uh, I will lay the points with the Ravens. Minus 8, minus 110 against Denver. Next game, I have very little to say. About it, it is the Commanders and the Giants. I'll take the over 40 and a half. I don't give a flying fuck about this game. I hate these two teams. They suck at everything. There's one good unit in this game, and it's the Commanders' defense. It's not even good. They're average. Uh, the Giants' offense, though, is slightly better than the Commanders' offense. I don't know. I think 40 and a half is a pretty low, pretty low total, especially with how bad the Giants' defense stinks. So I don't know. I hate this game. I don't want to bet on it. But I have to because I bet on all every single game this entire season. So with the total being this low, I guess I'll take the fucking over. 40 and a half. I, ha I hate these two teams. I hate them. Commanders, Giants, over 40 and a half. I'm sorry that I don't have an actual analysis for this game. But there's nothing to, to even talk about because they both suck. They have no redeeming qualities. Over 40 and a half. 
And on that note, that's the end of the early afternoon slate of games. We'll take a quick break, and I'll be back to break down the late slate, the primetime games, uh, talk Survivor, my favorite teaser bet, and my five best bets. Be back in a moment. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's keep things going with the late afternoon slate. I don't know if these late afternoon games that I have listed here are in chronological order, but uh, they are the late afternoon games. I'll start with the 49ers and Dolphins. I love the 49ers, minus 3.5, minus 105 in this spot. Something happened in the Dolphins game last week against the Texans that not enough people are talking about. They lost their best offensive lineman, one of their one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, Teron, Taron uh, Armstead. Hurt for the Dolphins. He might be back for the playoffs, but even that is a little bit iffy. And here is what happened when he uh, left the game. So over the Dolphins' previous four games heading into the game against the Texans, Tua was sacked a total of twice. Teron Armstead got hurt. Tua was then sacked four times in their next three possessions. I'm going to repeat that. In the Dolphins' four previous games before playing the Texans, Tua got sacked a combined two times. In the three possessions after Taron Armstead got hurt, he was sacked four times, twice as many times in the next three possessions than what he had, <clears throat> excuse me, the entire four previous games. Not good, and this was against the Texans, who don't exactly have a hot pass rush. So now, with Armstead out, the Dolphins are actually in a little bit of trouble, especially this week, because now they have to take on one of the best pass rushes in the NFL in the San Francisco 49ers. That's going to hurt them a lot, and it's not like they have a lot to lean back on, because the Dolphins' entire style of play, they need to protect Tua. That high-speed, spread-it-out type of offense doesn't work if Tua is pressured the moment he steps back. And they don't have a run game to lean back on either. They're 27th in yards per carry. So not enough people are talking about how much this Armstead injury is going to hurt the Dolphins. I think it's going to hurt them immensely. I think we're going to see it this week. Um, and even if you look at the stats, I mean, Everyone talks about the Dolphins' offensive for good reason. Third in yards per play, 49ers' offense, so right behind them, sixth in yards per play this season. 49ers' defense, the best in the NFL, first in opponent yards per play. Dolphins down at 18th. 49ers also seventh in opponent yards per pass attempt, so even if they had Armstead, I think the 49ers would be able to do a decent job of slowing down this offense. A lot of things working in the 49ers' favor. I'll take the minus 3.5 
uh, minus 105. Let's see if those odds have changed since Monday night. Uh, it's up to minus four. Uh, still like it at that spot. Anything below six, I would still like it there. I'd probably, well, yeah, I'd probably set the 49ers at about five, five and a half. Next up, we got the Seahawks and the Rams, and I will take the Seahawks minus seven, minus 110 against the Rams. I just have no interest in betting on the Rams whatsoever. Uh, they seem to have officially thrown in the towel for the season. Aaron Donald has been shut down, at least for this week. Matt Stafford, I bet, isn't going to play another snap, snap this season. Cooper Cup, done. Allen Robinson, done. I've never seen a, a defending Super Bowl champ this bad. Holy fuck, it's bad in Los Angeles. They stink. Dead last in the NFL in yards per play. Only got 3.6 yards per play last week. Uh, it was their third string quarterback starting. I don't even remember the guy's name. He looked absolutely terrible. Ah, oh, the Rams suck. Uh, and the Seahawks, despite losing their past few games now, people are saying they're coming crashing back down to earth. Not necessarily. Still 10th in the NFL in net yards per play. Uh, they are winning these kind of close games that they could win, uh, but they're not all of a sudden like a like a bottom 10 team. They're still playing decent football. Um, I mean, last week I laid 14 and a half points on the chiefs against the Rams and, uh, they covered that. So I'll take, I'll lay seven points on the Seahawks here in this spot. Uh, I don't think the chiefs are seven and I don't think the chiefs are, yes, seven and a half points better than the Seahawks. I'll take Seahawks minus seven. We got the Raiders and the Chargers, my third money line upset pick of the week. Uh, I mean, two of them are barely upsets at all, but I will take the Raiders plus 110 in this spot. I just said the Rams are 26th in net yards per play. You want to know who's worse than the Rams? The other team from Los Angeles, the Chargers, 29th in net yards per play. Their defense sucks. 30th in opponent yards per play. And the Raiders, their offense quietly moved all the way up to 5th in offensive yards per play. The Raiders' offense is starting to click. It's probably too little too late. But it's interesting to see, and it's something you should be aware of uh, when betting on their games moving forward. Uh, and even though the Chargers receiving core is getting healthy, they're still only averaging 5.5 yards per throw over their last three games. Josh Jacobs has been an absolute beast this season. The Raiders are averaging 5.2 yards per carry, and now they get to war uh, face the worst run defense in the NFL. I think the wrong team is favored in this game. I will take the Raiders plus 110 against the Chargers. Next up, we have the Chiefs and the Bengals. I will take the Chiefs minus two. You can get a better line. You can get minus one, minus one and a half on them now. Uh, I like the Bengals. I do think they have some value in the futures department right now. I think Jamar Chase coming back this week could help them quite a bit. Um, but I can't back them at this number. I'm surprised it's below a field goal. I mean, the Bengals were only one and a half point favorites. Uh, I, uh, to be fair, they were on the road, but only one and a half point favorites against the Titans last week. Now they're only two point underdogs to the Chiefs. Doesn't add up to me. Um, I will say one thing that we do need to be aware about the Chiefs, something that we need to pay attention to, is their red zone defense. They had this issue last year as well. Dead last in the NFL in red zone defense. Teams are scoring a touchdown in 70.59% of the red, red zone trips against them. That's why I very rarely trust them to cover a big spread outside of when they play, take on a team like the Rams last week. Uh, it's tough to cover big spreads when you're letting your, uh, the opponent score a touchdown and you're, every time they get to the red zone and not holding them to field goals. But this spread is less than a field goal. I think the Chiefs offense is too good. 7.2 yards per play over the last three games. That is an insane uh, uh, rate, average. It's crazy. I'll take Chiefs minus two, minus 110 against the Bengals. Sunday night football. Why in the flying fuck 
Do they not flex out this game and give us Chiefs Bengals? They could have gave us. They could have gave us Raiders Chargers. They could have gave us 49ers Dolphins. They could have gave us. Instead, they're making us watch the goddamn Indianapolis Colts on primetime again. What did we do to deserve this? Holy shit, this team is painful to watch. I will not be betting on them. I will take the Cowboys. I got the minus nine. Um, I figure the Colts were going to look bad on Monday Night Football. So Monday morning, I took uh, Cowboys minus nine. It's now up to minus 11 after the Colts shit the bet against the Steelers. Still like it at that number. 12 or below, I'd still take the Cowboys here. Uh, Their offense is rolling. Their Cowboys defense is elite. I am actually concerned for the well-being of Matt Ryan. He is looking old. It's like watching a a dog living his last month of life when he plays quarterback. Um, And now he has to take on the best pass rush in the NFL and Micah Parsons, who might be the defensive MVP this season. Uh, I'm legitimately concerned for Matt Ryan. I'm actually nervous for him. He should be scared going into this game because he's going to get his head taken off. Uh, So I will take Cowboys. I got him at minus 9. It's at minus 11. I like it up to minus 12 uh, against... The Indianapolis Colts. Last game of the week. The Saints and the Buccaneers. Uh, I keep making the same mistake week after week. I say the Saints are better than their record. I then bet on the Saints. I then lose. Uh, And what do they say? They say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Well, call me insane because I am once again betting on the Saints. All they need to do is stop turning the ball over. Please. Minus... 1.2 is their average turnover margin per game. The next worst team is minus 0.7. If they stop turning the ball over, especially down on the goal line, they're going to be in a lot more of these games and even win a few of those. But I'm still going to bet on them because I don't believe in the Bucs. And I think everyone, every single week, expects the Bucs to get hot and expects them to go on a run because we all have Tom Brady PTSD. We expect to see this from Tom Brady because for the past 20 plus years, just when we're, we all think that we're safe from him, he jumps out from underneath our bed, scares us, and then goes and wins the Super Bowl. Let me tell you, it's over. We can take a deep breath. Tom Brady's reign, Tom Brady's dominance in the NFL is done. Calm down. The nightmare is over. The Buccaneers are dead. Give me the Saints plus three and a half on Monday night. And hopefully they can at least keep it close. So there you have it. Those are my best bets. Or those are my, that is my best bet for all 15 games. 15 games this week. It is the Cardinals, I believe, and the uh, Panthers on bye this week. Let me go through and quickly recap all of them for you. And then I'll give you my five best bets. And then I'll give you my teaser bet. And then let's talk Survivor. So starting from the top, Bills minus four and a half, minus 112 against the Patriots. Titans plus five and a half, minus 110 against the Eagles. Packers minus three, minus 110 against the Bears. Jaguars minus 102 against the Lions. Texans plus seven, minus 105 against the Browns. Jets plus 140 on the money line against the Vikings. Steelers plus 106 on the money line against my Dirty Birds. Ravens minus eight, minus one ten against the Broncos. Commanders Giants over forty and a half, minus one ten. Forty Niners minus three and a half, minus one hundred five against the Dolphins. Seahawks minus seven, minus one ten against the Rams. Raiders plus one ten against the Chargers on the money line. Chiefs minus two, minus one ten against the Bengals. 
Cowboys minus nine, minus one ten against the Colts. Saints plus three and a half, minus one ten against the Yucks. Um, there we go. And my five best bets are like the Jets. Moneyliner spread, whichever way you want to do it against the Vikings. 49ers, minus three and a half against the Dolphins. Seahawks, minus seven against the Rams. Raiders, uh, Moneyliner spread, whichever way, way you want to do it against the Chargers. And then Cowboys to cover against the Colts. My teaser. That's a nice little teaser spot. You can take the Ravens all the way down to minus two and a half. You're crossing two key numbers of both seven and three. And you can take the Seahawks down to minus one and a half. Crossing the key number of seven and three as well. So Ravens minus two and a half, Seahawks minus one and a half for a little teaser bet for you. Um, and what else do we got here? Uh, sorry, I was just looking at my college uh, basketball bets for tonight. Um, not uh, looking so good. I, I hate, I gotta stop betting on the unders in college basketball games. Every single time I fucking bet on an under, two teams who are the worst shooting teams in the country all of a sudden turn into 2017 Warriors. Nebraska and Boston College, let, let's just judging by what the score is right now at halftime, which is 34 37, so it's about to go over by a million points. Nebraska basketball. Ooh, where is it right here? Let's, let, let's see how they're shooting. Boston College is shooting 48% from the field, and Nebraska is shooting 54% from the field. Let's see uh, how they've been shooting so far this season. Before today, Boston College was shooting 42.3%, so about 6% 6 better than what they're... Or they're shooting about 6% better today than what they have been all season. And Nebraska is shooting uh, 10% better today than they've been shooting all season. Uh, Perfect. That happens every time I bet on the under. I might might not bet on another under... Again, for the rest of the college basketball uh, season, um, let's talk Survivor. Uh, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, and i got to say this every single time, this is my girlfriend's entry. So at the start of the year, if you follow Joe Ostrowski, uh, great sports betting follow on Twitter, listen to his stuff. Uh, he started a $50 buy-in Survivor pool at the start of the season. Um, it had almost 1,200 entries. Um, and now we are down to the final 13. I bought one entry for myself. I did a second entry and then just let my girlfriend make the picks. Of course, I lost in week four. My girlfriend's is still alive. I will say I've helped her with it uh, since losing in week four. It's turned into more of a team effort. Uh, but when I tell people that it's my survivor entry, uh, she gets angry. So I do have to give that caveat literally every time I talk about it, no matter if it's on the podcast or on radio or whatever. It is technically my girlfriend's entry. Um, so this week, uh, we are down to the final 13. Uh, almost nobody has been eliminated the past few weeks, which has been extremely frustrating. Uh, no eliminations last week. We, if you if you listen to last week's episode, everyone I knew, everyone was going to be on the Dolphins against the Texans. Of the 13 people left, 12 of us still had the Dolphins. Uh, and my prediction was correct. Uh, we did not take the Dolphins. So 11 people took the Dolphins and all could have taken the Dolphins. And all 11 of those people did take the Dolphins. Me and one other... Or, us and one other guy took the Jets, uh, and the Jets uh, did win for us. It was kind of a big brain move. We thought if we took a different team and the Texans somehow pulled off the upset, uh, then we'd look like geniuses. It did not happen, but that's okay. We are still alive. Um, only eight knockouts over the last five weeks. So after like 99% of the pool being eliminated very quickly, it is now a very slow drip. Uh, and this week is complicated. We got some options. Uh, I tweeted out... Um, tonight, actually, right before I started recording, 
what uh, my followers, what all of you, who all of you would take. Uh, the biggest favorite of the week is the Cowboys. We don't have them available. Um, it's basically down to the Browns with Deshaun Watson against the Texans, the Seahawks um, against the Rams, or the Packers against the Bears is basically the three teams. Or the, we thought about also going Buccaneers against the Saints on Monday Night Football. I think I'm going to veto that. That does not make me feel very comfortable. And Tom Brady losing would be uh, just classic Tom Brady breaking my heart. Um, so... And when I tweeted out, actually, the majority of people are saying the Browns, and actually Joe Ostrowski actually responded to the tweet and said, Browns will be chalk, so not them. Packers of Rodgers plays to own the Bears again. Uh, yeah, I don't want to take the Browns. Deshaun Watson is a massive uh, question mark. Of course, the Texans should win, but a lot more people said to take the Browns than I thought. So that makes me think the Browns, and by the way, in terms of pick availability, uh, everyone left has the Browns, everyone left has the Seahawks, only two of us left have the Packers. So if we want to be a little bit different this week, um, I'm going to suggest to my girlfriend, we haven't locked it in, to take the Packers. Now that is if Justin Fields doesn't play. If Justin Fields plays, then I think we're going to go the Seahawks. If it's Trevor Simeon, I think we go the Packers. I think that's my strategy as of right now because my girlfriend does not like taking the pick that uh, is going to be the common pick. She does get final say uh, after I give her my advice. She likes to change things up and... Uh, uh, take the uncommon pick, so then that would be the Packers. Because I think the majority, since everyone has the Browns and everyone has the Seahawks, I think, like, if there's thir 13 people left, I think, like, eight people take the Browns and four people take the Seahawks would be just what I would guess based on um, the replies to my tweet asking who people would take. Uh, we do still have the Bills available, but the Bills are a trump card for us. We are one of only two, only two of the 13 people left have, still have the Bills. We are one of them, but we are saving the Bills for week, is it 16? Week 16, the Bills take on the Bears. If we're still alive, that will that is a fantastic trump card to use because there are no other big favorites that week. Uh, Titans maybe over the Texans, but we're trying to save the Bills. So we're not going to take Bills on Thursday Night Football. Like I said, I think the play-in is as, as of right now. If it's Aaron Rodgers against Trevor Simeon to take the Packers, if 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 it is if Justin Fields plays in no matter what capacity, I think we go the Seahawks uh, against the Rams. So there you go. Uh, thank you for joining me along in this journey of the Survivor Pool. Um, Twenty five thousand dollars to the winner. Even if we lose right now, I think we win. I think it's two hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, yeah, we need to get down to the final eleven. Uh, places 9th to 11th win 500, 6th to 8th win 750, and then the top 5 get to the 1,000s. 1,000 to 5th, 2,000 to 4th, 5,000 to 3rd, 12,500 to 2nd, and 25,000 to 1st. Uh, it was two weeks ago. It was before week 11. One of the surviving people uh, sent a request for us um, to, to split the money, to just chop it. Uh, I don't know if I brought this up last week or not, but what a fucking coward move that is. Listen, if there's like one, two, th if there's like two, three, four, five people left, maybe I could see even requesting it. Um, but to request a chop when there's 13 people left is, and still like seven weeks left of the season, just a fucking all time coward move that person is. So, uh, no, I vetoed that immediately. Um, it has to be unanimous for it to go through. There's no way that 13 people are going to vote yes for that. Uh, so here we go. We're on to week 13. We took the Jets last week. Uh, like I said, it's either probably going to be either Packers or Seahawks for us this week. 
and I'm going to hope everyone takes the Browns. I'm going to hope Deshaun Watson, for several reasons, uh, looks like an absolute bum, and the Texans somehow blow them out. Uh, So there you have it. This has been the NFL Week 13 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Give us a, uh, not a like, well, I don't really know how it's, a like, a rate, a review, whatever you can do to help us out. uh, I would appreciate it. Um, Yeah, thank you all so much. Good luck. Gambler bless. I'll talk to y'all next week. Let's fucking, let's fucking go here. It's the final stretch of the season. Let's fucking go. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.